Hello and welcome to episode one of the Dreamers Disease podcast where we'll be hearing the stories of inspirational people who are out there, you know, following their passions and really doing the things they love. Uh, we'll be hearing a bit about what it is they do, how they got into it and, you know, the motivation to keep going with it really. But before we get cracking, uh, I want to say thank you for even checking this out, hitting play, for even being the slightest bit intrigued and, you know, if you do like what you hear, please make sure you head over to SoundCloud, you search Dreamers Disease, all one word, and hit that follow button. And also go over to Instagram, search Dreamers Disease underscore podcast, because there we'll be uploading daily bits of inspiration, as well as kind of news and updates of the latest episodes, etc, etc. So on this episode, I'm joined by BJ Mulenga, who is a 21-year-old entrepreneur. Uh, we talk about so much stuff, and the guy's got so much wisdom within him, you know, uh, we start out by talking about him setting up his business, at, his first business at 15, um, how he now runs multiple businesses with partners and co-founders, how he built up contacts, how he best manages his time with so much going on around him and so many projects to, to handle. We also talk about the time he met the Queen, which is crazy, someone that who's actually met, you know, the monarch of this country. It, it's crazy, crazy stuff. Um, and he also gives us a few tips on... Um, if you're out there and you're looking to start your own business or you've started your own business and how to get yourself on the path and the best things to do along the journey. So yeah, let's get into it. Welcome. Today I'm joined by uh, probably one of the youngest but most inspirational people that I know. This guy's his work rate is crazy. I mean, we'll get into the story a bit further, but this guy is currently running and setting up multiple businesses on his own with business partners. He's met the mayor of London. He's, he's been part of multiple influencer lists and all of this kind of stuff here. And it's just crazy to hear the kind of life that he's living. So today we welcome BJ. How are you? Hey, Alex. I'm good, man. That was a, quite a heartwarming introduction. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I just think I'm, I'm a kid from East London who's still working. I haven't made it yet. I'm still, I'm still going through the process. Yeah, of course, but you're, you're well on your way, you know, and you're kind of inspiring people along the way as you do it, which yeah. is, for me, is really important, you know, because that's yeah, where the magic happens. I suppose it's like over the last couple of years, and not to start on a bad note, but like I've, I've lost a lot of friends, um, some from suicide, some, some from post-code wars, some from them just doing really dumb things and ending up in prison, and some friends are doing really amazing, and I really have this kind of perspective of life where... I take it day by day and I suppose the most important thing in anything I do is all about impact yeah. and what people feel especially when you're not there and, and how they progress because that's all you've got in the world in my opinion yeah of course 100% it's massive like impact is everything that's mm. where the value is right so can you tell us a little bit about like who you are and what you do sick so BJ as you mentioned 21 years old from Brick Lane. Remember that, people. Remember that. 21 years old. Remember <laughs> that. Okay. Oh, funny. Uh, 21 years old from Brick Lane, East London. Um, I run a company called Super Academy. Um, we're a human network, struggle human accelerator. What that means is we run programs and do cool like, experiences where anyone, any age can come together and get into industry. We originally started to cater for 16 to 24 year olds um, and now we've kind of broadened out. And over the last couple of years, I've run retail programs with River Island, with EE, with MTV, loads of different people. And it just help people get into industry or start their own businesses. Um, that's primarily what I do. Um, on the side, I also 
co-found and co-run an influencer marketing agency. So we help brands find the best influencers to connect with. Uh, I've started this company recently with a friend of mine who's an influencer and we just kind of come to mind with a couple of tech kids, which is cool. Um, and I've got a few other things I do, which I'll kind of tell later on, but those are two things I, I really push, uh, Philly Studios and Super Academy. Nice, and so let's, let's roll it right back to the beginning, okay? So from what I know, from what you've told me, is you started when you were 12, 13 in school, mm. setting up and helping kids in schools run their own tuck shops. Mm. How did that all come about? Yeah, so uh, I started doing tuck shops when I was 14. Uh, I mean, sorry, even before that, yeah, you were but, running but, events. Yeah, but 12, stuff, 13, I was running yeah. events. So down here in East London, we have a, a place called Brady Arts Centre. And um, there's a, it's like a really nice community, community creative hub where people who live locally can come in and run their own events. They can like partake in music and drama and dance and do loads of different things. And being a 16-year-old and being exposed to such an environment where that penny drop moment where all right, let's put an event together and it's a bunch of 12 year olds coming together. It's just like, bam, you know? Um, that for me, the, the, the key thing is putting your mind something in and letting it go and being 12 and 13 and having our three showcases in the space of one year in I think 2008, 2009, it was quite powerful for me. Um, that's where I started. And then when I got back to secondary school, I realized that actually people didn't uh, actually spend any time learning about business in a real way it was all theoretical and i was like no 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 i'm getting mad in this place <laughs> so i had to ask the teacher to allow me to run my own business and so they allowed me to do this thing called young enterprise which wasn't really the standard i wanted like eff effectively what people were doing was selling raffle tickets it wasn't real enterprise it was just a quick flip and i managed just to convince the school to let me run my own school shop um, that school shop did really well we made a lot of money for 14 year olds at the time but what was more important was the fact that we were able to set up a shop trade food trade our own soups our own drinks essentially have take out a black market because kids all the time at secondary school sell and I wasn't one of those I just like came and just changed the game up for my people in my school and um, from 14 to 18 I set up 100 shops in yeah. over 100 schools I had 5,000 kids working with me yeah. and um, that's, that was a crazy crazy experience and I think um, this year and this summer I want to kind of bring that back and I want to have some like teenagers like, running their own coffee shops in London yeah. and across the UK I also want to take that super tuck program out of the country and do it in other developing countries because yeah. I think nice. anyone anywhere should learn how to run their own little business yeah, 100%. it's vital isn't it really mm. what was the process of getting in other schools and going to help kids in other schools that you weren't at setting up these tuck shops and running these businesses for themselves yeah. where was the sort of where were the dots connected there so there's a place called I think um, Inspire Engage I believe yeah. like a site where people are able to come like list themselves up as speakers and there's loads of school teachers on the platform and they like request people to come speak and my thing was hey, I'm coming to speak I'll speak for free yeah. but I want to have a meeting with the head teacher straight after just okay. five minutes and how old are you at this point? 16 16 okay yeah Matt. but it made sense yeah. it's just like I'll come and speak for free because I'm going to leave in college come and talk but let me talk to the teacher and when I come in I'm, I'm like oh, I've just inspired 200 kids of yours 300 kids of yours yeah. let's, let's talk about doing something mad and so what gave you this like drive and this motivation to go out there and do this because you could have just chilled run your own business at your own schools stack the money gone home spent all your money on nice things what made you I just think it's like ambition it's just my ambition I wanted more 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 like everyone always 
um, when they're at that point when something's working, they start thinking about things to expand. Yeah. Or like majority of people, I'm not saying yeah. everyone, but a majority of people. So my thing was like, oh, I've got one, and I have five scores. What happens if I have a hundred? What happens if I have a thousand? Yeah. We never quite got to a thousand because um, of politics of like working with schools. Yeah. But that's why that's when I started to, to diversify when I was 18 and do something different. But um, the, the, the real drive for me was, hey, look, we have an opportunity here to do something. Why don't you just go and go do it, go get it? And I just ran with it, you know? Yeah, crazy. And so, so you did that, and so you're 16, yeah. okay? You've worked with 100 schools. You've by the time I was 18, the 100 schools happened. 100 schools by your 18, yeah. okay? So you've had how many kids working for you at this point? 5,000. Or with you? 5,000. So yeah. you've directly influenced 5,000 people, let alone the people who have, they've then gone into influence. Yeah, 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 exactly. By, by the time you're 18, yeah. okay? But like you said, that wasn't enough, right? You, you kind of... You must park that project if, if I'm right. If I'm correct. well, we just evolved the project. Okay, so, so it evolved into the Super Academy, yeah, 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 which exactly. is which is um, now a human network. But essentially, what it was at the start was doing enterprise for people who are at university, people at college. So going direct to young people, like I felt teachers were becoming the middlemen. Yeah. So me going to go to another school was based on a teacher requesting me to come in and getting the permission to go in and yeah. all that stuff. So I was just like, you know what? Let me just go direct. Um, we've got social media, I can tweet, I can Instagram, I can Facebook, I can find people just direct and say, look, I'm yeah. doing this event this weekend, who wants to come and yeah. hustle, who wants to come and do things? So yeah. I've done events where I've taken 100 people into Barclays HQ at Canary Wolf. They've then had 24 hours to build their own teams, find their own products, and the next day they're all working as a cohesive unit yeah. across nine markets, and they're all talking and live trading, and taxis being flown left, right, yeah. and center. So, really 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 exciting way of doing things yeah. and what's the ultimate aim of super academy uh the ultimate aim of super academy is to just help any human accelerate whether it be to industry whether it be to their own prof professional career whether it be running their business but it's just that whole being an, an alternative education provider at a time when people sometimes don't get the support they need and with me i'm all about connecting people um we're going to start releasing more and more different products and services but for me right now is I'm just focused on how can I help you go from A to B? How can I help you from Y to Z? Because yeah. um, everyone needs a little top up no matter where you are. Yeah. Okay, and so and what are the other projects you're working on? I mean, you've got like a tech development yeah. thing that you're working on. So Philly Studios, um, influence marketing stroke platform. We've developed our own visual search engine where brands are able to come talk to us um, and we able, enable them to find influencers across the world based on their different colour patterns, their engagement levels. It's been really cool working on that project. And that's out on the market now. We're just taking clients, not really screaming about it, just doing it. Kind of like the vibe I've been on these last couple of months. Going back to the Super Academy stuff, how do you reach out to like stakeholders or potential investors? Yeah. Uh, like you've done stuff with the government and yeah. rah, rah, rah. So how, how do you, what's your process in reaching out to them? Do you have like, you know, PowerPoint presentations that you go and present to them or what do you do? I think generally my vibe has always been um, just getting the right presentation folder uh, for them to understand what's going on. So we call it a DEX in the industry I'm in, um, which is basically a PDF where like who you are, what you're doing, what's the impact and what's the benefit of them being involved. Um, in terms of how you find stakeholders and how we found stakeholders these last couple of years, it's always been kind of organic. Like I haven't just gone out and added loads and loads of people and then just blank message people. It's been me speaking at events. Um, I've already been building a network for many years. My business partner's got a network, so we've just been out networking, meeting people, meeting new people, which has been dope. Um, and then additionally, we've also had um, 
support from like some of our investors who have their own networks. So giving away slivers of our business and they're able to kind of connect you with the dots of the MSU do well as well. Yeah. So you start with the core of like what you're doing, why you're doing it, and naturally you're gonna find people who you could attack attack and approach. Yeah. There's been one or two people that we have met like unorganically where we've gone and re- reached out to them. Um, but it comes down to having the right proposition and ready some people already involved. Yeah. How would you go about building up this um, black book of contacts? Mm. What's the first sort of thing that you do? Is it going to networking events? Is it just meeting people day to day or through other contacts? Uh, the, fir- the first thing for me would be on the black book. You, just kind of, you start realizing you build it like over time. So if it's it's a it's a mixture of being known and going to events in your relevant industry um, and speaking there and connecting with people on a human level. Uh, it's a mixture of being seen and heard so having an opinion so writing a guest blog and something that the people in the industry read uh being interviewed and giving your two pens and what you need to what you think the world can kind of change um and then the third front is um kind of being involved in kind of progressive conversations regarding changing the industry and i think just when you're involved in the industry and you're actually about it and it's not just a sell 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 that's when you build a black book up because black books and are really about relationships it's not just about just like knowing someone just because you know someone. Yeah, okay. And so, say I'm someone who wants to start a business, right? What would be your like top three tips on starting your own and growing your own business? Uh, I feel my, my top three tips for starting and your own business are, A, have a purpose, you know? It's, it's just, oh, I wanna make money. That doesn't really start, that's not really where you start. You need to have a purpose as to why you're doing what you do because then that will build real context because sometimes it's going to be hard. It's going to be very, very hard. And you can have passion, that's great. Passion gets you so far, what happens when passion goes? Yeah. Purpose is there. When you, like, if I, you have a reason d'etre, as they say in, um, in French, so what's your reason to be? Uh, once you figure that out, then the next one for me is consistency. Yeah. yeah? Like, you can have purpose and you can be driven, but if you're driven and then one day you're working one hour, one day you're working five hours, one day you're working six, and it's just not consistent. And you're not mm. going to see the result you want because you're you're hitting some balls, and sometimes you hit that goal, and other days you're not, and mm. you're going to just be flip flopping. Yeah. No one, no, no one achieves nothing doing that. So consistency is the next thing, and then the last one is persistency. So you need to be persistent. <laughs> you can be consistent. You can have purpose, and but sometimes you're going to get no, and go get no three times before you go. Okay, cool. Actually, no, this is dead in the water. You know, like really be persistent yeah. and understand when to stop. Like if you're not persistent, that means you just oh someone says no, so you just walk away and, just, yeah. and you're just working, 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 and yeah. then you're not getting the feedback that you need yeah. to go and develop. Yeah. Sometimes it's really important. Yeah, and so you've clearly got a lot going on, right? So how do you kind of manage the everyday sort of hecticness of different projects? Like you know, even like me, if I'm really stressed or feel busy at work or whatever, I, you know, I'm like my head's going 100 miles an hour. Like I'm walking down the street at 100 miles an hour. I'm just. I'm in my own head like the whole time. How do you control that within your kind of everyday life and keep your head kind of focused but not yeah. so unfocused that it then becomes disorganized? So it's, it's really about having the right tools. So one, Google Calendar. Yeah. <laughs> like sectioning up your day rather than just waking up saying, okay, cool, let's attack the day and having it all on paper, paper. Yeah. Like really break it down. So I might start and I normally start my day way before other people start. So some days I'll start six, some days I'll start five, some days I'll start seven. But most people start working nine, nine thirty, ten. Yeah. So for me, already I'm like one to two to three hours ahead of people, yeah. which means I can work on the critical things I need to get done. Yeah. So 
but handing emails, like getting that document presentation just touched up, reviewing some stuff people sent to me late, late yeah. last night. And it means that as I start my first meeting or first phone call around nine or 10, um, I've already said and sent like the critical things that I yeah, need yeah. to get done. Um, and at that point I'm able to then move on and um, attack the meetings I need to attack. Um, I try to schedule in the right times to just like move across the projects mm-hmm. rather than work on everything the whole time. I have like one or two hours where I do that because then things are critical. But I try to work in sections because it just freshes things up and allows you to just work in a, a silo. Like when back in the day when you were at secondary school, like someday you could tell us, you know, river revision, you can work in 20 minute cycles or 60 minute cycles. Yeah. So do half an hour, 20 minutes of the work and a 10 minute break. Yeah. 20 minutes of break. 20 minutes work, 10 minute break. And that's kind of cool of life as well. Like every, after every 20 minutes, you should be standing up and re- refixing your blood circulation. But it's super important. Super, super important. Um, and then I use my uh, PA. So yeah. I, I delegate. I try to delegate as much as possible. Like, what what's relevant. So do what I need to do to specialist level. I need to do it. But then most other things like okay, someone's requested to have a meeting, cool, send it to Joanne and she'll mm-hmm. go and sort it out. Yeah. Right? It's all good. I'll tell her when, I, when I'd like to, for it to happen, but yeah. she'll make it all work. So you, you're taking away like the little things and obviously day one I didn't have a PA, yeah. so I used to just handle it and just yeah. do it all in one go. But at different points, just know that you could pay someone two hours a week to, and they'll just handle it all for you throughout that yeah. week, you know, which just makes sense. Um, what else did we end up doing? Have you got this really good app called Toggle? No. So it's called uh, T-O-G-G-L. And on this app, you're able to kind of record and time um, the stuff you're doing during the day. Yeah. Um, so I just love it. It's a timer. And then end of the day produces a little report for you. So I've actually got a little timer on this morning as well, which is quite nice. Um, but yeah, that's something I really recommend to young entrepreneurs. Track your time because when you're conscious of Okay, I spent 10 minutes on this, 20 minutes on this, half an hour on this, one hour on this, and you can see it when yeah. you go back, it's quite nice. Yeah. And it, it makes you more accountable. And when you're accountable to yourself, you can get things yeah, done. Of course. And so, like, obviously, we kind of live in this world, right, where people tend to get caught up in this crazy work life. And we, we were speaking on FaceTime the other day, and you were saying, oh man, I've had a crazy like month, like, I've just been working, 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 haven't really had like, much of a social life, like, I've just been getting my head down. I had so much work. Great choice. To do. I love it. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> but do, do you think it's a it's a healthy nature, or do you think you also need those moments to be able to go out and enjoy that kind of social time and see yeah. friends and just unwind without having to think about work all the time? True. I think it's a double-edged sword. It depends on the goals you're trying to reach at a particular moment in time. Yeah. I can't say that one thing, one solution is the right solution. So you and I both know we've partied hard when we need to I'll see you three, four times in a week yeah. you know uh, and that's fantastic but you've got, you've got to put that in this place um, I don't think I can achieve the goals I need to achieve in the next two, three months if I'm out like that right now you know so it's, it's a timing thing I don't think it's healthy to have one or the other yeah. so spending all your time oh yeah it's one life let me just be with my friends all the time or let me just watch movies be watch you're not really, you're gonna just get in a pattern of doing that and you're gonna lose a lot of your kind of willpower and drive because of that consistency stuff we talk about. Yeah. But on the flip side, overworking yourself and having no time of enjoyment or no time, no time for self also does breed um, a not, not great mental health because your yeah. mental health, like part of it is having your mind focused on other things away from work. Yeah. So the, the what I have carved up in my time is I do like this afternoon, I'm doing some more work, but an evening, 
I'm going to chill with a friend and then tomorrow I'm going to see two other friends like yeah. there's there's little things carved in during the week which that break it all nice. up yeah. and there are like two back to back days where I might not see anyone or take reply to any text messages yeah. I'm just going in yeah. and sometimes you need to just go in you know yeah fair enough okay and so I mean you are wise well beyond your years right like I said at the start Maybe. 21 people <laughs> he's 21 right? oh like, funny where, where does all this wisdom come from though like where how have you I mean obviously you've been working since you're 12, 13, doing yeah. events, like, but where have you built up all this wisdom? I mean, you talk like you're, you know, 45, 50 year old man who's been doing this for a long, long time and has seen so many things and done so many things, but yeah. you're not, do you know what I mean? You've been doing it for eight years, which is still a long time, don't yeah, get me yeah. wrong, but you just seem so much wiser than that. Well, like, it's, gonna be, it's gonna be 10 years this summer. Yeah. I'm 22, 10, I'm 22 and seven months. So, uh, yeah, it's mad, isn't it? Um, it's the, it's the law of 10,000 hours. Yeah. They say 10, people do 10,000 hours over yeah. what, 10 year period. Yeah. So like, I've done my 10,000 yeah. hours. I'm doing it. Like I'm in the process of doing it. I'm, I'm, kind of doing, I'm refreshing it. I'm learning. I'm starting new businesses. So yeah. my thing is like, I've hired a lot of people over the last couple of years, freelancers, permanent staff. So you learn a lot from that process. You pick up things. I've had loads of different mentors. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't call myself super, super smart because I like I'm not. I don't feel like I'm an, I'm the anomaly. I know loads mm. of people younger than me who are doing amazingly well. Um, yeah. It's all contextual to your environment and who you know. I do know that I do sometimes come off as different, but I am very aware that I'm not, and I try to always push that in, in narratives when I'm talking to people. Um, I suppose look, to answer your question directly, um, my main thing is uh, books, knowledge. Yeah. Um, so watching documentaries, reading a lot of biographies, a lot of self-help books, just getting a lot of an understanding um, of what's of what's going to um, help me progress. So I've always enjoyed that. I was just trying to think, right? How many books and how many documentaries have you read? Like loads. I mean, I've got, you, you I've, worked I've been, so hard. I've been and collecting. You do so much. I've been collecting. I've been building a book collection since I was thirteen. Yeah. So if you ask me what my, my top favorite books that someone can start with, that'll yeah. get the bug. Go on then. Um, e myth. That's an entrepreneurial myth. It's yeah. a book that just deciphers the bullshit that you might think. Ah, oh, if I'm on the boss, I need to do everything. No, no, that's not the way to do it. There's yeah. there's systems in place that can help you really understand how yeah. to grow your business at different levels. Um, there's an amazing book that I recommend everyone read as a starting point called Rich Dad Poor Dad. So yeah. Emif was the first book. Second book is called Rich Dad Poor Dad by a guy called Robert Kiyosaki. And it's an amazing story that just gives you a little bit of a energy boost regarding what you want to do. Yeah. And then um, my third book that I really, really recommend. This is such a hard one because mm -hmm. there's so many books in my head at the moment. Um, if you're running a business, I say read a lean startup. Yeah. Um, if you're being a freelancer, being a creative, I recommend reading Ego is the Enemy. Okay. Um, uh, we both have got some good uh, views about it. Like, yeah. I haven't even finished reading the book, but I know it's like it's there. Yeah, we're like it's halfway something, through. It's and something it's that you can just pick up, and you yeah. just it just at any point it'll just give you some slaps in your face that yeah, yeah, everyone yeah. can take. Yeah. Which is nice, but yeah, if you're a freelancer, you work by yourself. Ego is the Enemy is the one. It's great. And if you're starting a business and you want to like really hit some good goals, like the Lean Startup is a great book to read as well. It just makes you break things down in a better way. Yeah. So, yeah, good recommendations. I'm going to note them all down when I listen back to this. Oh, <laughs> Love that. Okay. What was the biggest lesson or the biggest um, learning that your parents have taught you? Uh, my parents have been a massive inspiration. So, my parents, the biggest thing they taught me was um, it's that consistency point. It's like, my dad's always just been consistent. He just, like, even if he doesn't want to do something, he just does it because you just have to. He's like, this is life. Um, and then my mum is just like all about caring. So she's a special needs teacher and her thing is just have perspective, you know, there's always people going through things, 
through things worse than you. There's always people who are going through being better than you. But at the end of the day, we're all human. And that's what you can kind of work off. Yeah. So consistency and being human are the two things that really um, come to mind when I think about my parents. What's the biggest lesson you've learned so far? I think the biggest lesson I've learned so far has got to be um, one of being true to yourself. Yeah. If I've ever, if I've ever like not like been true to myself, I've never really like seen a project come through. Like I need to really, really want to do it. Yeah. That's such a massive thing for me. Yeah. Um, like in terms of the overarching project, not the mini task day to day, but the okay, cool, we're gonna set up this thing. Cool, let's go, let's do it. Yeah. Like not a half hour. So that'll be great. Anything I've tried to just say, oh yeah, 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 have one who means to some friends. Oh yeah, we're gonna do that, man. But my heart's not really there. I've never done it, and I think that's one of the biggest lessons I've learned. Um, to really be present and really want to do it because otherwise you're just wasting time. I mean, lessons are the most important thing in life, right? If you don't learn from them, then you're kind of stupid, right? That's why, not not stupid, but you should learn from the lessons. Yeah. Like, don't make the same mistake yeah. more than twice, max. Yeah. And then you kind of really haven't learned your lesson, yeah? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is, I, I find crazy. So I think having, having those within your life is really important. Otherwise, you know, you, you're not going to better yourself. You're never going to achieve better, better things, move on to better things, bigger things, whatever it is you want to do, unless you learn from the lessons yeah. and the mistakes that you've made so it's very important um, and what would be your or what is your proudest achievement to date um, if you had to pick one wow my biggest achievement to date has to be um, just being able to be independent like the fact that after leaving secondary school and then going college and completing college and then um, the gap between A-levels and starting my university degree, um, I really went and like I said, I call, I'm turning 18 in a couple of weeks' time, I'm leaving retail. I don't want a part-time job. If, I'm, if I don't enjoy what I'm doing, I'm not going to do it again. Mm -hmm. From the time I turn 18, I don't, and I haven't had to do that. I've been happy about that. Uh, number two, like within the same frame, um, just being able to like run a business and not have to have a side job that I didn't like, like doing it at choice really important to me you know sometimes you need to do it but I did my graph that whilst I was 16 to 18 I was working retail on the weekends and sometimes during the week I was going to college and doing that and I was running my business so like I've, I've done the sacrifice and now I'm able to yeah some days might be still tough but like I haven't fully made it and fully made it out but I'm most definitely living as a, an independent entrepreneur who's not having to go and do a side hustle that I don't enjoy yeah. because I've just like put so much time and energy into this thing that it now pays me. So um, I can do consultancy, I can do speaking, my businesses generate revenue, able to pay staff. So that's a, for me like the biggest achievement from a business perspective um, that I've really enjoyed. Just the fact that I said to myself at 17, I want to be independent from yeah. now on and it's been like that for the last four years. Yeah. Hopefully that continues for many years. It's a very bold kind of move and statement to make at 17, 18 is go, right, oh, you're making a conscious decision that I don't want to do a job that I'm not enjoying or particularly work for anyone else. I want to do my thing, work for me, yeah. make my own money. And collaborate with people, yeah. no problem, stuff like that, but yeah. yeah, be my own boss essentially. Yeah, exactly, be your own boss, which is crazy. It's like, there's a lot of people out there say these things but they don't they don't pull through it do yeah. they they don't ever kind of kick back and go right this is what I want to do like this is the thing that I'm really passionate about I want to go and chase that mm. and that's kind of a reason I started this podcast is to mm. talk to people like yourself who who have gone out there and gone right I'm going to go and do my own thing and not everyone that I'm going to, I'm going to speak to is 
someone who's working for themselves yeah. or whatever but people who are doing something that they're really passionate about really keen and they, they have that drive and that that um energy to, to chase it and to keep going at it no matter what yeah no matter if it's making them money or not they just they just strive to do it which i think is like an incredible thing to do you know because it's it's not easy yeah, not in not. this world not in this world where you know we look at people I mean, you're on social media you're on snapchat you're on instagram you're on twitter and all people are talking about is what they're doing what they're achieving the good things they're doing and people are constantly kind of comparing themselves to other people so yeah. to do that in this world is is tough man it's mm. tough mentally more than anything you know and you've also met the queen right which yeah, that was not mad. many people get to do full stop <laughs> yeah, let alone like I met before her, you're 21 I met her at a yard <laughs> I just turned 21 I was 20 at the time so the last time I, I um, won an award called the Queen's Award for Enterprise Promotion I was the youngest person to ever win it which was crazy um, and yeah I just like had a five minute chat with her she was like yeah. asked me why did I start doing what I did what I'm up to and that was cool um, mm. I don't think she remembers like but it was cool it was nice yeah. I was, uh, had my moment uh, pictures were taken and um, the awards at my house and it's it's most definitely crazy to think that um, you know you could uh, do this work and not know like where it could take you yeah. just doing work to just help people just for sake of helping people and it's, uh, it's been a very special special couple of years yeah and how did, how did you find out? Did they like send you a letter? Yeah, email? they send you a letter. They send you a letter. They send you an email. The email yeah. says that it's embargoed. You can't talk about it. So I knew about it since April, and it was just like mad. Yeah, it was just mad. Wow. And then more recently, you met uh, Sadiq Khan, the mayor of yeah, London. Yeah, the mayor so of London. So again, we, like, we why, both, how, we what, both, <laughs> who, who, what, 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 where? where? How did you get right here? Um, <laughs> Yeah, we just met. I like I met him via uh, an event that Evening Standard was doing, which was all around um, kind of helping young progress makers, like young people in London who were doing amazing things. Uh, so he just spoke on the stage, and I spoke after him, and he kept calling me Tuck Shop Kid. Hey, <laughs> Tuck Shop Kid, which just made me think I need to actually bring Tuck Shops back. Yeah, because uh, it's such a legacy piece as well. You know, something that's just kind of fresh and dope that no one's really done. Yeah. No one in the UK has done that, and it's yeah. just, I just need to take that, bring that back, and just do it in a bit sicker way. So let's talk about your future ambitions, but not just for your businesses, but for your life. yourself in yeah, life. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, so at the moment, I, I'm I'm very um, conscious that I haven't really travelled that much. Um, I've travelled, mm-hmm. granted, I have travelled. I've been to some amazing places, but I've got a lot of different peers around me who spend a lot of their time in different parts of the world, and they can work. I don't feel comfortable right now in the businesses I'm in to just leave London for four weeks or leave London for six weeks. I, I kind of need to be in the UK. I need mm-hmm. to be accessible. One of my like really good life goals is like I want to definitely spend some more time in other parts of the world, Australia, Bali, some more time in the States, more LA and California places and a little bit more time like in Europe. So um, I need to just figure out how to make that work because that's just like, it feels like something I need to do in my, mid, my mid-20s. Um, I'm keen to kind of go back to education, but like take a jump. So I didn't finish my bachelor degree, and I'd like to go direct to masters. So is that even is that possible? Yeah, yeah, it's it, can you do that? Fully possible. Yeah. People have done masters based on their industry experience. Okay, but I've picked Which up quite a couple, quite a lot years, of now. But it's a question of where do you want to do your masters, and can yeah. you get into the right place? Yeah. So for me, ultimately, I want to do a PhD. I want to be a researcher. I want people to kind of book me and my think tank to come up with um, solutions for big community and industry problems. Yeah. Because um, I think 
having data and having knowledge and having it backed up is quite an important thing for me and my team. Um, so I'm really excited about that. So yeah, one day hopefully Peter will have a PhD or write his own papers and yeah. come up with my own theories. Like yeah. I was a couple of months ago, I met a, a, a guy called Charles Handy, and I was like, this name reminds me. It's so like familiar. I was like, mm-hmm. why is the name so familiar? And I actually studied him when I was at secondary school and really? university and college, like from a business perspective. Yeah. His management theories. There's only he was like one of the top fifty management consultants, management thinkers in the yeah. world. And this is the man who's now like in his sixties, seventies. And I'm oh. sat there in a conference and he's watching me speak. Yeah. And I'm like, what's amazing about him is that like he speaks after and people love him as a business guru. But I'm just like, his opinions are so crazy sick. They're so amazing that they've got millions of students globally learning about his theories and yeah. contextualizing business through the simple things he's made and i love to kind of leave a legacy like that in terms of like my ideas and how you go and get your career or how you build a business or how you start a freelance studio so um yeah i'm just working on some concepts i've got a couple of um pieces i'm writing that are coming out this year yeah. um whether they're in book format or research format i don't yeah. know yet but i'm constantly writing and documenting opinions that me and my team are building and yeah. um, finding the right way to distribute it within the market hey <laughs> and one day you can you reckon you have your own book as well potentially or lecture series or yeah. i don't know because um, like whether people go to books anymore that's a, that's another thing but yeah. coming up with your own education books or yeah. my own curriculums is quite yeah. exciting to me so i've started doing that already i've started to write my own curriculum yeah. which is quite dope so in 10 years time if, if i'm still doing this podcast and i'm interviewing someone they'll be like oh yeah i read this really amazing book by uh, BJ <laughs> like, like oh yeah well funnily enough you know he told us 10 years ago he was going to oh, do that <laughs> imagine that yeah, that's crazy. Let's, put, let's just put that out there in the universe Put's now out there. you mad. never know right yeah 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 you um, okay so I've got a couple more questions for you okay so the first one is um, cast your mind back right so let's take a trip back into like um, the past yeah. yeah what advice would you give your younger self so three tips of things to start doing and one tip for something to stop doing? Um, three tips to start doing. Track your time. It's a very important track of time. You didn't do it all the way through your childhood, so you start it from much as early as possible. Tip two, um, go work out three to four times a week consistently, no excuses. Like look after your body from an eating perspective and from a working out perspective. Because there's times where I've worked so hard and partying so hard, but there's, there's neglect of one's body and you're feeding your mental health, but you're not feeling your, your physical health yeah. um, or your spiritual health, which is not good. So that's step two. And third thing is probably introduce med- meditation, affirmations and visualizations into your lifestyle a lot more earlier. Um, yeah, so those are my three things. And a thing to stop doing, uh, stop making excuses or, or putting barriers up, just start. Mm. So. I wanted to always do video content yeah. because I'm a much more better orator than a writer. Cool, why is there not like 50 videos of you on Lime Beach? Yeah. You've been around filmers, you've been around editors, why have you not done it? I've made all these barriers because as life goes on, I see I keep meeting people who are more, more epic and amazing and there's a standard, the standard just yeah, go yeah, higher. Yeah. But that's just an excuse, really and truly. Once yeah. the momentum staircase moves forward, yeah. you, know, you know that things are going to get going for you. Yeah. But also at the same time, no one ever starts off on like an amazing platform with the editing and and filming skills, it's always, they come in at a low level and then as you grow, you kind of optimize what you're doing and you mm. build it and you, you evolve and you make it slightly better here or, yeah. you know, so, and then I just want to touch on, so you mentioned being spiritual and 
you know, meditation and stuff like that. Like, are you a very spiritual kind of guy? And not necessarily in like a religious way or whatever, mm. but just in in general. Yeah. So um, I don't really like to talk about politics or religion in most of my stuff, but yeah, I definitely you know believe in faith. I'm a very faithful person. I I believe I think karma is very real. So. I uh, practice like you shouldn't you shouldn't steal. That's not something that really really matters to me. You shouldn't go around stealing from people. You should you shouldn't as much as you do, as much as you can. Don't go around lying to people. Try not to go around um, conning people or doing things that are not wrong. And just do good by people and not come back to you. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe in that. You don't need to expect people to uh, give you like when you give for people to give back because that doesn't always happen. But you're gonna get given stuff back in different ways when you least expect it as well. So. There's times where I don't have cash and oh, I found twenty pounds, or someone's giving me this random piece of work. Yeah. There's times where someone's like offered me to do something and I've said no because I didn't believe it, but the money was so tempting. I said no, and then even when I wasn't expecting it, three weeks later, or one week later, or ten days later, or two days later, just different times, like a different opportunity pops up yeah. of a similar value, yeah. and I'm like, wow. Yeah. So I really believe in those types of energies yeah. of just like doing good, yeah. like for no reason, yeah. just, just doing good and being good because. You're gonna surround yourself around people similar yeah. to you, and also know who you're around. So, I've got people who I've been friends with for you know, a few months or like a year, who for me are greater friends than people yeah, I've yeah. known for for five, six, seven, eight years. Like, just the length of time doesn't make someone a great friend or a great person to be around. And yeah. know the energies you're around because yeah. you can be around people and they can affect your outcome of your day, your week, your life. Yeah. Like being around the wrong person can get you in prison. Yeah. You know? Like anything can happen. Yeah. So. I found myself dumbing my knowledge down yeah. when I was around certain people last summer and they would just be talking and like, picking up their, their random like um, tendencies in their language and I was like, wow. Like, as soon as I stopped rolling with them, I was like, or oh, hanging out with them. Yeah. I was just like, wow, like, did I just say that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. So, yeah, but you, you, you only learn this through, through living life, yeah. you know? And that, that's, the, that's the exciting thing. Yeah. Well, I think one of the truest things that's like, ever been said, like, I don't know where the original quote came from or whatever, but like, you're a product of your environment. Yes. At the end of the day, like I believe pretty much exactly what you've said. Mm. Like if you put positive energy out into the world, like you attract more positive energy. Yeah. Whereas if you put out negative energy and you're someone who's like, you know, moody all the time and someone's walking slow in front of you in the street and in your head you're thinking, why is this person walking so slow? Like, I'm gonna, and you're always stressing out and stuff like that. You're just gonna attract more of that negative energy. Mm. Whereas once you have that kind of positive outlook and, uh, mentality you you soon start to attract other people and other things around you with similar mentality and you see the benefits of it straight away and you get the best out of yourself and other people and um, all right so final question how do you define or what do you what are your views on the kind of journey of happiness slash success that you are kind of experiencing in your life and will continue to experience as in, what do I define it as? Yeah, how would you like? How would you define it? How? What is the kind of? How how do you define happiness? I think this is going to be an evolving answer for me over the times over the next couple of years. But essentially, it's about being present, um, being around your loved ones, having good energies around you, because um, you can have fake love around you, people gassing you up for no reason, and, that's, that, and it just puts you doesn't it doesn't help anyone. So for me, it's that them real energies and them real people, them real things there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Them things there really, really put perspective into things. Um, and I think it's important. I think it's important when you're around the right types of people to understand 
what kind of energy people are giving you. Like sometimes you need to be told off. That happens. That's okay. You know, yeah. everything's not fine and dandy always. Sometimes you've got to be told off, and that's and that's and that's just the way the world works. Um, and that's how I see love and my relationship to happiness. Yeah, it's all contextual to the people I'm around and how I feel. Beautiful. And before we go, can you let people know where they can follow you, keep up to date with what you're doing? Yeah. You know your social media handles, all yeah, that kind yeah. of stuff. Um, so BJ, uh, you can find me as uh, at S-U-P-A-B-E-E-J, Super Beach. Um, I'm due to change it soon, but I'm sure if you still search that, it'll tell you where to go next. It's like an ever-going puzzle um, <laughs> until I find out something funny or something that's relevant for me. But um, yeah, just type BJ Malenga on Google and my relevant handles come up. Simple as that. Simple as that. Okay, so, well, guys, look, listen, thanks for listening. If you've made it this far. Yeah, if you've made uh, it this far. I mean, hopefully like you've taken on just... <laughs> Five percent of BJ's wisdom because there's so many nuggets in there. It's already. just it's just faults. It's just just some random yeah, faults. It's faults, but it's all you know comes from a base of hard work and yeah. and uh, education and knowledge and experience. So it's it's a very solid foundation, you know. Um, so yeah, get at us. Let us know on Twitter uh, at Super Beach. Yeah. At I am Alex Manzi. What you think? Cheese. Cheese. Let us both know on Instagram what you at think. Dreamer disease. Dreamers Disease underscore podcast. Cheese. So search for that. Leave comments. Let us know what you thought. Any other questions you might have for either of us, I'm happy to answer. And hopefully one day we'll get BJ back for part two. Yeah. Because there's still so much more we can discuss. 100%. Like loads more. So, um, yeah, thank you for listening. Hope you've learned some stuff. And, yeah. Boom. Boom. We out. We out. Well, there you have it, guys. That's episode one in the bag. Done. Dusted. Uh, I really hope you enjoyed it as much as I did and just sitting there and listening to BJ's wisdom. He's got so much within him and it's so hard to believe that he's just 21 years old, you know, and he goes to show and prove that work rate and and the first to, to learn more and, you know, open books and do new things and try things can really, really pay off. And if you've got an idea that you really want to follow up and do and you've got a passion you know, just go out there and do it and, and learn along the way. At the end of the day, that's that's what BJ done. That's what we're all kind of doing, to be honest. And that's how it is. And as long as you've got a solid foundation with your idea and as you develop, you can really build a good team around you. You know, things can only go onwards and upwards from there. So, yeah, thank you once again for, for tuning in. Um, as I said, if you have liked what you heard, please, please, please make sure you hit that follow button on SoundCloud. Just search Dreamers Disease. Also head over to Instagram where you can search Dreamers Disease underscore podcast uh, for all the daily updates. And hopefully you'll be back to tune in for episode two. Thanks, guys.